BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ask me. Ask Eliza anything. It's time to ask. Ask me all your questions. Leave them in the Instagram insane is that we knew that this polar vortex part due was coming and in a very american fashion we were like well we ain't gonna do nothing now all of texas is frozen my dad and my stepmom had to go get my like hundred year old grandmother my step-grandmother but that doesn't matter uh from her nursing home and bring her to their house where they had a fireplace first of all why, if you had a nursing home, like, why wouldn't you be prepared with, like, a backup generator? How often does this happen in Texas? It doesn't. I mean, it doesn't. But when you're dealing with borderline cryogenically frozen people, you're dealing with octogenarians, you'd think you, especially at a nice nursing home, you'd be prepared. Don't send me your hate mail. Like, I work at a nursing facility. <laughs> we do our best. Especially if you're paying extra money as she was. Come on. Step it up. Anyway, I feel bad. They're all freezing. And my dad's like, you know, if they could just give us a heads up when we have power, we could plan our day. But, of course, there's always some corporate reason. We like to keep people guessing, keep some nervous, keep some spending. So I hope by the time this gets to you guys, you've thought out over there in the state of Texas, probably Oklahoma, most of the Midwest. In California, I saw reports of this a week ago. And I was like, oh, send some of that cold this way. It's just been really windy here. So windy. Like, I, I woke up the other day, my eye was fully puffed. Happened on my is wedding that from day. the wind? I think it is. Or something bit me. I spared the internet a picture of my puffed eye. Thank but you. it hurts. And it's weird to see your cheek from, from your vision. Mm, it yeah. makes you feel just ugly. I feel real ugly, folks. <laughs> I'm ready for your questions, though. We're going to get some... We got to get some new kinds of questions in here. We get what the people want. We got to... I'm going to put a ban. Put a moratorium on... On questions about, is your relative racist? Fuck them. Do you want to end this podcast? Podcast Are you done? (laughs) All right, let's do it. All right. Anonymous. Hey, Eliza. Love listening to your show. It helped me more with social situations and cues. I am on the autistic spectrum, so often I don't catch these cues, but an explanation helps for application. Often I hear you suggest that your listeners find a buddy and make an inside joke when someone is being weird or doing something socially awkward. Yes. As the person who is off- 
as the person who is often the subject of those inside jokes, I would love if someone were to take the time to respectfully correct me in those moments. I understand that it's not anyone's responsibility to do so, but how can I get those around me to understand and or ask that they be open with me so I can learn? Thanks. Love you guys. I I think you're talking about two different things. Um, The person, the last time we gave that advice was like somebody who- Who said they had a blood disease that no one else on the earth had. Yeah, who had Munchausen's. Right? Well, not even, not like, they're that's just the a liar. Where you, where you hurt yourself. What's the one? Yeah, no, that's Munchausen. But it's just, yeah. it was just a liar. So, but you're not if a liar. If someone's being weird, you shouldn't. Here's the thing. You're talking about two different things. One, very few people, so I'm applauding you, very few people are open to criticism. Mm. Like, I have a friend who misuses words, and I don't want to correct her because I know that she's not open to that correction. <laughs> it really bothers me. Like she'll mispronounce a word and and I'll just be like, you know, you want to say something. And then you think like, am I helping? Because it makes me feel good to help. Like, does she, I guess my fear is, oh my God, you're going to pronounce this word somewhere else and it'll make you sound dumb and better to fix it now. But I guess it's not my job. Most people are not open to criticism and good for you. It takes a really strong person and a really smart person because I know that if I make a mistake, I would want to know. Yeah. Especially if I made a faux pas during savoir-faire, I'd want to know that I did something wrong. And so I think, and I wonder if being an autistic person, if you're this self-aware, I wonder if that carries over. I feel like you could say to them like, hey, I'm on the spectrum. And if I make a mistake or I do something you know, that's inappropriate or I miss something, please clue me in. Because it would help me not like, not in an accusatory way, but just like, it would really help me out. Yeah, I think it depends on who you're talking to. If people are, know that you're on the spectrum and they make fun of you, those are really horrible people and you probably don't even want to be friends with them. Yeah, the people I want to talk about at work or wherever are people who are like rude. Yeah, I don't think this is you. No. I have to be honest. And unless you are, there. I mean, there are versions where you say stuff that's so blunt, it comes off as rude, but you would want to be corrected. Like, hey, don't tell someone they look ugly today. Right. You know, so I don't know because I, I'm not a, a counselor or a therapist or anything, but- you can always say to the people around you, like, hey, here's what's up with me. I want to be included. Um, if I ever make a mistake and I miss something, I would love to know. So I can laugh too. Yeah, because I'm wondering if you're seeing other people kind of whispering and if you want to approach them at that point and be like... It's so disarming. If you go up and you're like, hi, I'm on the spectrum. I know. By the way, make sure that they actually are laughing at you because nobody likes <laughs> a paranoid person, spectrum or not. If you're like, I know you're laughing at me. They're like, oh, we weren't even looking at you. Right. Then it's like, wow, that person on the spectrum is really conceited. And then it becomes about you being conceited. So never give them a reason to not like you. <laughs> just, just be honest. Because also, if they're already laughing at you and they're not willing to make the effort to be better friends with you, then- They're just a turd. Yeah, fuck them. I would honestly be, I feel like I would like a little bit the project of being like, oh, tell me what the the jokes are in the office. I'd be like, ooh, have I got you covered? I'm going to give you all this scoop on everything going on. All those hot tips. Yeah. But uh, it's never underestimate the power of being disarming. Hey, notice you guys were laughing. If I said something wrong, I sure would like to know. And that's that. And if they're not cool with you after that, then they were, they're just horrible people. Yeah, then they're monsters. And, you know, prefacing it with like, I know it's not your job, but actually it is their job if they're laughing at you. Also, to explain just why. As another human, like, I don't like other people having inside jokes without me. Yeah, the rule is you That's never, rude. Yeah. Never laugh at someone for something. Here's the rule of comedy. You don't laugh at someone for something that they truly can't help. Yes. Unless they can't help it and they're a terrible person. Like, if you're <sighs> ugly- and we're laughing, that's mean. But if you're ugly and a really shitty person, then you deserve it. Those are the rules.
rules, folks. You don't laugh at someone in a wheelchair. The person Unless in a wheelchair they're mean. ran over your dog on purpose. Well, then maybe we have a conversation. But that's the thing that always bothers me about like online trolls. It's always some guy with a blocked account. And so you're really fighting with a blindfold on. Like, I don't know. Any, like, you are you have full aim at everything about me. Yeah. My looks, my body, my career, every single thing because I put it out there. And you're behind this firewall. firewall. And so you make something, you're like, wow, you sound like you got a huge penis. They're like, they always make jokes about penises or nice job making fun of my avatar. It's like, what am I supposed to make fun of? <laughs> All your grammar mistakes? Oh, can't make fun of those either because then you're a Karen. So yeah. fucking fire away. Let him know. Yeah. Check it. Ooh, refreshing rose spray. Do you want some? Ready? I can't believe you said yes. Take your glasses off. <laughs> I would have week. Isn't that nice? Yeah. There we go. Okay. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet. Well, introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. And they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Safe to say everybody loves bread, but everybody doesn't eat bread as often as they would like to because of bread guilt, right? Health concerns, carb fear mongering. I mean, if we could, we would eat toast sandwiches made of toast, nice layer of sandwich bread on the top, toast in the middle, wash it down with a nice glass of bread. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. You should feel good when you eat bread. Hero Bread has zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and it's high in fiber, which is what you want. Hero Bread is delicious and flavorful and it's soft and it's fluffy. So it puts you right back there, you know, years ago, eating your favorite sandwich before we were afraid of wheat. And they have something for everyone. They have sliced bread loaves, they have buns, they have tortillas. Don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code ELIZA at checkout. That's ELIZA at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Hurry and get 10% off your order when you use ELIZA at H-E-R-O dot C-O. There was definitely a time where my closet was crammed to the gills with every skort, gaucho pant, crop top I'd worn for the last 20 years. And there comes a time in every adult woman's life where you realize you want less clothing at higher quality. And a great way to do that without breaking the bank is upgrading to high quality affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have a wardrobe of simplistic pared down items, but I like to keep it stocked with key luxury essentials that I know I'll wear time and time again, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50. I'm a big fan of their washable stretch silk palazzo pants. I don't have time to be caring for silk like I do my children, so it's nice that I can just wash it, and it's a versatile pair of pants that I can wear out for an evening or just out with friends. The best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Eliza. Anonymous. My sister is a garbage human being. She has abandoned her kids with our parents and then lives with them but takes no responsibility for their care. So they're not abandoned. Well, so so you lied. I mean, my parents won't kick her out because she, well, I mean, if she's not parenting them at all and is like out. Okay. My parents won't kick her out because she has nowhere else to go. She disappears for days to do who knows what. She has no contact with anyone else in the family. I want to scream and yell at her, but I don't think that will get my point across. Any help with the situation? Uh, Your sister has a drug problem and you need to get a counselor. (laughs) I mean, that sucks that the parents have to raise the kids. Yeah, I don't know. That's so, we so don't have enough context. It does sound like she has a drug problem. Um, so you might want to have an intervention. I don't know. Is there, should she be talking to the parents about it? Like, should she be trying to find somewhere else for the kids to live? Like, what's the... sister probably already feels really bad about herself and you screaming probably won't make a difference. Um, the parents are never going to let the kids just go live somewhere else especially the state will be like can we keep them with you because the idea is to keep them always with a relative right um it sounds like you got to do some bottom getting too. you got to get to the bottom of this i'd like some more context what's up with your sister or is your sister like you said just like a brat and your parents like well whatever muffy wants muffy gets are you like Connecticut socialites and she's just off riding around in convertibles with whatever suitor comes by? I don't know why I gave it a Southern accent. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Or either. is this like filtho, like fucking on a mattress behind the deli counter? The deli <laughs> counter? Need more context, but you might want to check in with your parents. You hate to see your parents taken advantage of. Are the kids yeah. cool? Can you build an alliance with the kids and like secretly start rearing them? And then the but mom. But I don't will, want that either. Yeah, like, I do. I would. And then I the would. mom shows up one day and she's like, okay, I'm ready. And, and you're like, oh, we've already bonded. I've already taught the Mandarin and we're talking shit about you. And no, we won't tell you what you can do to correct your behavior. <laughs> Tianfu Baobe. That means baby Tianfu. Oh. I think. Oh. Kick it. My name is Jackie. I'm 23 and bisexual. Okay, Jackie. <laughs> let him know. Louder for the people in the back. How do you say bisexual in Spanish? I don't know. Bisexual. <laughs> that I don't, bisexual. I, is but is the prefix bi used in Spanish? B. Bi, biología. That doesn't have anything to do with yeah. two though. The way like biped. The but the phonetics of it. The phonetics biología. of it. But I don't. Okay. Biología. Okay. Bisexual. I guarantee you. It's hold on. You're gonna Google it. I guarantee it. Sometimes I say guarantee like a New Yorker. Hold on. <laughs> Siri. Oh, I don't have Siri. <laughs> Bisexual. In Spanish. In Espanol. Ready? Yeah. Bisexual. Whoa. Surprising. But she put an M before. Bisexual. <laughs> she was tired when she got to that word. Yo soy bisexual. <laughs> Is it yo soy or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think you can also just say soy. Soy. Like, you don't have to say the yo. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't conjugate it perfectly. No, you can. I I'm think that's just I the more add, formal. <laughs> I, and I use the usted form. Okay. When speaking to viejas. Older things. Older you. <laughs> Viejos. Espanol. Cinco, seis, siete años. You Gracias. took seven years of Spanish? Sí. I took less than that. And, like, and I'm fluent and I can speak in subjunctivo. <laughs> I can't. I can't. 
There is only the present in Espanol. There is no past because I cannot conjugate the verbs. <laughs> what is that from? That is me. Oh. As an Spanish woman, I cannot conjugate the verbs in the past tense. So we only live in the present. We live for eso día. Do you ever think about the dumb... Like, Vivo por eso, día de eso. What? When we learn Spanish, they're like, you have to know donde esta la biblioteca. Like, that's going to be so critical. Why was, yeah, why? What dork is going to another country? Like, I got to get to the library to like, get a card and live... Like, yeah. Yeah, why was that such a key phrase? Here's what you need to know. Bathroom? Yes. Baño. No. Izquierda. Derecho. Left, right. Or mm-hmm. the other way. I can never remember. One sounds like a lizard. One is a nacho. And there's a leak in my hotel. <laughs> and what? I find you attractive. Please take me to safety. <laughs> Securidad. Me and- Securidad. <laughs> me and Mimi just, we drive up and down the hills and we scream, peligroso. Oh, you and the my housekeeper? Yeah. Okay, great. The streets are very dangerous. The streets are paved con queso. <laughs> That's the one word we share. Queso? No, peligroso. Oh, oh I have got one. Um, when... When Noah was little, they had like a nanny who spoke Spanish and she would always say, cuidado, baby, like be careful. And now Noah says it to me and I think it's so cute. I was like, cuidado, baby. Like if something's hot. It's a very sweet way to like be like, hey, watch out. But like- Don't touch that. Cuidado, baby. I love it. Cuidado, baby. All right. So I'm 23 and I'm bisexual. Okay. Uh, Back to you, Jackie. I'm thinking about coming out to my parents soon. No creo que sobre. Okay, fine. Was that I believe that I know. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. I think, isn't sobre cre- is about. Isn't creer believe or it's think? Pienso, okay, okay. Is, pienso is think. You're right. Creo is believe. This is, anybody who actually speaks Spanish, this is the worst pienso episode they've sobre. ever listened to. Be, okay, fine. <laughs> there are people screaming that are like, that's not the tense or not. But my accent is in punto. On point. Isn't. P- nope. You're thinking of whore, which is different. There is no N. Mm, We're not saying okay. it on this podcast. <laughs> Good. Good guest. I know this is not something you've experienced, but any advice is appreciated. In high school, I was a pretty rebellious teen, and my mom and I did not have a good relationship at all. Since since then, I've moved out, returned to college after filling out my first year, been on the dean's list every semester, and have kept multiple jobs while going to school. My parents are very proud of me. My mom and I are now super close. I've been seeing this girl for a while, and I'm hoping to make her my girlfriend, but I want to be completely out before I do that. I know there are so many people who fear for their physical safety when they come out, and this is not my issue. I just want to come out of this with my relationship with my parents intact. My dad and stepmom live out of state, but they are coming to visit in April. I'm not too worried about their reaction because they're pretty liberal and I have a gay cousin on that side who they love. Still, it's nerve-wracking to like talk you. about. A gay guy's a lot different than a bi girl, okay? It's not the same. I'm mostly worried about telling my mom and stepdad. My stepdad is extremely religious. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to eat that. And often- It's a long thing, I got hungry. <laughs> My stepdad is extremely religious and often makes jokes and dumb comments about the LGBTQ plus community. My mom is the type of person who takes on the personality of the man she's with, so she has become very religious as well. I'm worried that when I tell them he will get angry and spew all this religious BS at me, my mom will agree and minimize it by saying it's a phase. What about my grandchildren? Stuff like that. But you can still have grandchildren, by the way. My stepdad travels a lot for work, so I'm thinking about telling my mom when he's gone because I think her reaction will be better if he's not there. I'll still have to have the conversation with him at some point. My question is, 
Should I wait until April to tell all four of my parents and siblings together and just get it over with? Or should I tell my dad and stepmom over the phone and have two separate conversations with my mom and stepdad or tell my mom and stepdad together? When I do tell them, what do you think is the best way to say that I value their opinion of me, but I don't want to hear anything negative about it, especially if it's religion-based because it will mean nothing to me? Um, A couple things here. Okay. Um, So you're not, you're still in college. So you're like 20, 21. Okay. And I'm saying that because the person who you were, who was a giant pain in the ass, is not that far in the past. Now, your whole thing is, hey, I've done all this work. I'm a different person. Please don't look at me with the same lens with which you looked at me when I was growing up. Like, I'm different. I'm changing. We all change so much. Who we are in college is not who you're going to be in your 20s, who you're going to be when you are in your 30s. Um, but I believe that you are bisexual. It doesn't really matter what I believe. But you're, it doesn't even matter if you're not bisexual. The, the point is you're into this woman now. And that is just as valid as a girl who's just dating some random dude, okay? Mm-hmm. That's all that matters. And I think you'd be very clear. The dad and your stepmom, I don't care. Like you can tell them and they'll, they'll be cool and they live in a blue state, whatever. Mm-hmm. I would, it's, actually, it's funny you said that, I would get your mom alone first. Yeah. Don't say to her, hey, you dumb bitch, you sound like you get brainwashed real easily, so <laughs> listen up. Uh, but I will pull her aside and say, I maybe acknowledge that like, you know, how you felt about me in the past and, and here's all the work I've done and kind of get her to be like, you know, we're so proud of you. Be like, great. Um, I have a girlfriend. I'm so excited for you to meet. Uh, did you say she's, you're bringing her home in April? No, she wants to tell, she wants to like come out and stuff. She's seeing a girl. She wants to to come out and be honest with her family before she like officially makes this girl a girlfriend and introduces her around. Right. Which is fair to yeah. the girl, like to like set the table or whatever. Um, what matters is that you express yourself and that you say who you are and how you're feeling. That's what matters. And of course you want their approval. As far as your stepdad goes, this thing where we use the Bible as a reason to hate other people or discredit them. I mean, if he wants to say the Bible doesn't believe in homosexuality, you can be like, but Jesus believes in loving my neighbor mm-hmm. and Jesus preached love. I'm just saying it always was so odd to me how people can talk all this hellfire and brimstone. It's like, but the main guy, the whole reason you're reading it was a guy who was like, hey, just love each other. So. But they're not, I mean, somebody who does that is never going to listen. But for yeah. sure. But also like if you want to start quoting stuff about like how rampant prostitution was in the Bible. Like I don't, people like to pick and choose. But that's beside the point. Um, not a Bible enthusiast. What's important is that you come out, you say how you're feeling. It honestly doesn't even matter if you were a bank robber your whole life because your sexuality and your actions as a rebellious teen really have nothing to do with each other. And this this is who you are. It doesn't even matter if you're not this person in the future. So say it to your mom, get her on your side and just explain to her, I would like you to meet my girlfriend. I wanted to let my family know before I talked to her and I want you on my side and I'd like your support in this. I I don't... I don't want her to come out in just the context of having a girlfriend. I think she should come out and the conversation about having a girlfriend can come later so that they don't think that it's just because of this girl. Yeah, but that's bullshit too because I think you were feeling this way before you met the girl. But even if well, you, yeah. it kind of doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. What you're saying is this is how I feel sexually and I would like your support. Mm-hmm. That's it. And as your, as your parents, they should give it to you. And mm-hmm. you can even say to your mom, you don't put her down. Don't be like, you don't have a mind of your own. And when Randall gets here, then you get all flip floppy. So you just say to her, I would like your support in this. And I would appreciate Randall's too. And if he can't give me that, um, I, I would just prefer no one say anything. Yeah. That's it. You just be, you be clear 
in what it is you're seeking and what you want and what you will put up with. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? I would tell your dad and stepmom first. Mm-hmm. Be like, I just, and don't do it like days. I'd be like, I just got a phone with them. They're super, you know, they said it's whatever. Give your mom a little bit of that pressure, but don't give your mom a chance to impress you. Don't yeah. come at it like, look, I know you're a dummy. Just be like, I want you on my side. You're my mom and I love you. Yeah. And I bet you she'll be cool. And I bet your stepdad kind of doesn't care. Mm. And he'll probably make the jokes or he'll kind of just stop, but I bet he doesn't care that much. And if he does, then that just speaks to my lack of being able to understand a family that doesn't mind. Anonymous, just wanted to say I read your book last year in lockdown and it helped me see how to use my usually unhelpful girl logic to my advantage. Good, because it was really hard to write. Lately, I feel like my girl logic has been on overdrive and I'm overthinking everything, so I need your wisdom. I'm ready to dispense wisdom. As an elder millennial, I'm hoping you'll have some insight for me on a situation that has been developing with my boyfriend of seven months. Backstory. Oh boy. Back in 2017 to 2018, I was living with an ex-boyfriend who in retrospect was emotionally abusive and discouraged me from doing anything that would take the spotlight off of himself. I bet he was so hot. He made me feel horrendous about myself. I ended up gaining 25 kilograms by the end of the relationship. When we don't, sp- I have no idea. I don't know is that, that a thousand pounds? What is that? Six inches of water? What when, is that? When we, 12 degrees Celsius? <laughs> when we split up, in addition to losing 110 kilograms of useless man and okay, the 25 the- kilograms I put on during the relationship. On, I got to do the conversion math. Why? Isn't a kilo like three pounds? I always think of cocaine. Like a kilo isn't as much as you'd think. What'd you say? Know. 25, 25. Kilos? <laughs> kilos to pounds. 55 pounds. Okay, so okay. about half. A little bit more than half for okay. those of you that enjoy math. Uh, Thanks for not converting it for us. <laughs> Thanks a lot. So I lost it, put on, uh, vowed never to move in with a future boyfriend until I was engaged or there was a solid commitment in place and a reason to move in together. Fast forward to present day where I've met the most wonderful man who treats me like a queen and has changed my world. He has made me feel so loved and good about myself and I couldn't have asked for a better partner if I tried. Problem. He's a problem. My boyfriend has recently brought up the fact that he would love to look at living together within the next few months. Throw me a little because we've only been together since middle of last year, but it has been an amazing relationship and my heart says move in with him tomorrow. He makes me incredibly happy and is such an amazing partner that even our friends comment on how great we are together and strangers sometimes ask us how many years we've been married because of how we are around each other. Okay. So my question is. The answer is obviously not that long because no one's that pumped to be around each other if they've been married. (laughs) Am I holding out on moving in for no good reason, letting my past bad experiences dictate my current situation, or should I stick with my original idea to not live together until commitment, even if I know it'll make my boyfriend sad? He says, whatever way I decide, he'll support, but I know it will crush him if I re-sign my lease, which is coming up for renewal in May. Update. So turns out I was kicked out of my apartment because it smelled like weed. I'm so, sorry. (laughs) I'm nearly 25. I love electric lettuce. I love a jazz cigarette. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he's talking okay I'm nearly 25 he's a few months from 26 so Whoa, also 25 older man <laughs> ew you gold digger and he's talking about wanting to make me Mrs. Beep I'm not gonna say the last say name say the last just name in case. oh say and the last name that he sees us having a future together we've talked about moving to Melbourne 2,000 okay, kilometers Emily, away Emily it's Melbourne don't ever say Melbourne <laughs> they will kick you out <laughs> they like kick me kick you right out they like me there. No, they don't. Yeah, they I've do. gotten so much hate mail. About me from Australia. From the governor of Melbourne. <laughs> I don't have a governor. The mayor. Nope. The president of Melbourne. <laughs> At the beginning of next year for better work opportunities for me and to be closer to both of our families. I fucking love Melbourne. He has stayed over pretty much every night since November 
because he says he loves coming home to oh, and right, spending time with me. they don't have a pandemic in their country. <laughs> they fucking nip that shit in the bud with contact tracing and everything. And they're fine. <laughs> I've encouraged Damn. him to have nights that are at his where he plays video games and does dude things, okay. but he says he doesn't feel the need. Okay. So he loves being with her and she's wondering... I want to go with the choice that is going to make us happiest, but what if we do move in and the passion slash romance dies and all we're left with is whose turn is it to take out the rubbish? Thank you, a wise one. Cheers, Casey. Okay, that happens, but I mean, that's a part of being together is like a little bit of the bloom is off the rose and, you know, like Noah and I had dinner last night and had very little say and then we each watched a documentary on separate computers. Like that's just living together. That doesn't mean you're not passionate. It doesn't mean you don't love each other, find each other attractive, but domesticity will settle in. That being said, you do want to see, do you see yourself having a future with this man? Like, can you see yourself marrying him? Do you love him? If the answer to this is yes, I believe in kind of getting a taste of what it's going to be like because it's very easy to have, like when people do long distance and it's like, our weekends are great. It's like, yeah, but what are your weeks like? You want to know what this guy is like in the off hours when you're not on a date, when you're not vacationing at each other's houses. It is going to be a little different. That doesn't mean it'll be bad. It'll just be different because you'll be around each other. I think it's worth seeing how you click because what would suck is if you stayed separate and stayed together and got married, then moved in together and realized it was horrible. So I vote take that step. Um, don't worry about the past. That's a totally different guy. You don't want to make him pay for those mistakes. But it's fun to live with someone. It's fun to live with a boy. Just make sure you don't have to take a damp ever. Got to go around the corner to the <laughs> petrol station. They don't say petrol. Um, you want to see, and it's fun. And you know what? If he sucks, it's easy to find another apartment. Move out. Or do the Carrie Bradshaw thing and keep the lease on your expensive Manhattan apartment just for writing. <laughs> That's insane. Go for it. That's what I say. Don't, I wonder if there's something else that's holding you back. If, if it's just because you were burned before. That don't let, that's, you're letting the mistakes of a younger woman dictate your present situation. And you're making him pay for the mistakes of a lunatic. Would you let that ex-boyfriend make, here's my question for you. Would you let that crazy shitty ex-boyfriend make any decision for you today? The answer is no. So why are you letting him and that version of yourself make decisions for you today? You evolved, you've moved on. I say move in with him. If it sucks, better to know sooner rather than later. I also believe you should live together. I understand girls that are like, I want a commitment. I get that if you like, if someone's asking you to like give up your schooling or move across country or something like that, but you do want to live with someone. Kind of like you want to have sex with someone before you marry them, which is why the Bible is so antiquated and that whole like stay pure. It's like, Why? so that you don't know that he has a small penis that doesn't work? No. You want to see, you want to explore, you want to see how you feel? That's it. Move in. Move in. Move right in. Hello to the lovely Eliza. Or don't, you know, or don't. Do you know when Crystal Pepsi was discontinued? What was in Al Capone's vault? Or which famous meteorologist is Lenny Kravitz's second cousin? If not, then you haven't spent enough time on Wikipedia. But that's okay because you can learn it all on the new podcast, WikiHole, from Smartless Media. Discover the craziest rabbit holes on Wikipedia with host Darcy Carden and her favorite comedian friends as they bring the cyber frontier directly to your tympanic membrane. And if you listen to WikiHole, you'd learn that's the sciency term for eardrum. WikiHole is a hyperlink roller coaster 
starting out on one Wikipedia page and then going from link to link to link, careening through trivia, oddities, and unexpected connections until everyone wonders, how the hell did we get here? Follow WikiHole on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to WikiHole ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. It's hard to take care of your hair when there's, quite frankly, too many options. Of course you're skeptical. Everything promises to give you all the answers you ever wanted that genetics couldn't give you. But when pros says custom, they actually mean it. It's no gimmick. Your formula couldn't exist without you. Every bottle of pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. I love that pros goes in-depth. I mean, they asked me my zip code to understand how the water in my area affects my hair. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love the results that they're offering my listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash askaliza. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash askaliza for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash askaliza. Hello, lovely Eliza and amazing Emily. Thank you for always keeping me fairly sane with your forever always entertaining podcast. My question for you is, what are your top five Tian Fu moments? As a fellow dog mom, I need to know it's important. What are some top, what, are, what goes in the highlight reel of Tian Fu? I don't know. She does so many cute things. What I love about this dog is that she is an average dog from the streets, but because I love her so much, just like Blanche, they become so beautiful. And loving something really does make it more beautiful. And I don't even notice her little scar anymore. Uh, last night, she I was sleeping in a curled up position, in the fetal position as I do. And she came and put her little body like right like in, the, in where my tummy is. Like I would curl around her. And I got so fucking hot in the middle of the night. Like she's like a little heater. But I like how she's gotten closer and closer over the months every night to where she's just right there. It's very sweet. My favorite thing she does is... If Noah and I even remotely touch or get close to each other, like in another room, if we just like kiss, she comes trotting in. It's like, hey guys, heard, heard we were all doing something. And if you scare her, her first thought is, let me get my things. And she always tries to grab her toy. Like, okay, I'm ready. Oh, you guys are kissing? Let me go get my stuff back. And she gets right in between you. She just wants to be included. And it's very sweet. I don't have like five. I don't like numbering things. I don't believe in numbers. But just the fact that she always wants to be included. If Noah and I sit next to each other and just go... Oh, look her. She just looked up. Like, you guys getting intimate without me? She comes oh, right she's over. She's staring at you. She's sweet, baby. She is. She is. Very afraid of men, but she's sweet, baby. Okay. Hi, Liza. I love your podcast and was hoping for some advice. I've been in a relationship with my partner for seven years now. Like all relationships, we have our good and bad days, but recently there seems to be a lot more bad days than good. He seems to be upset with me a lot. When I ask him about it, I get a nothing, it's fine, or bombarded with things that I'm doing wrong. I'm a stay-at-home mom. Due to COVID, there's very little childcare available. Since he works all day, I do all the cleaning and cooking so he doesn't have to worry about it, but he makes little effort to keep the areas clean, like leaving garbage and clothes laying on the floor or just straight up food, making my day-to-day cleaning a lot longer. He'll also get on my case if things go wrong, like the baby not sleeping. So I guess my question is, how would you suggest I try and identify if it's me having toxic behavior and upsetting him or if it's he who is being toxic and gaslighting me? This is tough because he, I 
I mean, it's not, he's getting on her case. She's at home all day with the baby. She's cooking and cleaning. It just honestly, it really sounds like neither of you fully understand the stresses the other one is under. And it doesn't sound like he's the kind of guy that you could really like talk it out with. Mm. And I think this is a problem in a lot of relationships. But I think you ask him, be like, can we go on a walk? I'd like to talk to you. Um, and maybe come from a place of like, I don't want to make you mad, but I also want to feel respected and honored. I can, you know, you get mad at me for things that I can't help. Like just explaining like I cook and clean all day and then it feels like you have no respect for me when you just throw stuff around. Like I'm not a maid, yeah. I'm a homemaker. He's leaving I'm, dirty food out and when the baby cries, he's like, why'd you do that? He sounds like an, an asshole. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it's, I mean, maybe we're not saying you, you're a saint, but based on the information you're giving us, he's not being nice. I feel like there's more information and maybe this guy has the worst job and he doesn't like it and he comes home and he's like, why is this, like everything is chaotic here. Maybe you're not good at cleaning. And co- I have no idea, you know, like are you both equally pulling your weight? I think it happens a lot where the breadwinner usually the man who has the job outside of the home doesn't quite comprehend all that a woman does at home. Mm. So I think you're missing that part of your communication. But that being said, he sounds like an alcoholic. I don't know why I'm saying that. Not an alcoholic. He sounds like an alcoholic. Sounds like an asshole. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't want to disparage the good name of alcoholism. Um, And, you know, is he one of those people you don't want to get into an argument with? I often find the times that I put my foot down about stuff, People usually surprise me. Like I know and I don't really like have like big fights, but if I get upset about something and I'm like, hey, you're snipping at me and I'm just trying to express myself or something like that, it usually works out. Expressing yourself in a clear and concise way will yield one of two things. One, you'll get to the bottom of why this guy's being a piece of shit or two, he will respect what you're saying. But what doesn't work is being passive aggressive, which he's doing, but also what doesn't work is not, women do this, where we don't say anything and we just assume the other person will get it. So be clear about what it is that's upsetting you and how you want to make it better. Men respond well to that. Be like, here are the actions that have upset me. Here are the things I would like to do to make it better. Here's what I'd like from you. How do you feel? And just try to engage in a very calm discussion. If he's unwilling to have it, he's dealing with something and uh, you better make sure you don't have a shared bank account. Okay, good. All right, Irina says... Happy early birthday, Eliza, from a fellow water sign. Finally. My birthday is February 20th. I'm curious to know if you've ever taken interest in your astrological sign as well as your sun, moon, and rising. I don't really buy into the daily horoscope thing, but I've looked up my sun, moon, and rising, and some of the results have been eerily spot on. For the record, some known Pisces traits. Compassionate, artistic, intuitive, wise, hello, it's you, and musical. Oh, yep, yeah, you lost me. <laughs> On that note, have you ever considered yourself to be clear cognizant because of your intuitive ability of clear knowing? It sounds a bit far-fetched, but some of the most intuitive people I know are fellow Pisces like us. Anyway, love you all on the podcast. Thanks for keeping things fresh during these perpetual lockdowns. Also, happy belated, Emily. <laughs> Cosmic birthday. <laughs> um, What's clear consciousness? What'd clear, you say? clear cognizant. cognizant. It's one of the four major intuitive gifts, clairvoyance, clairaudience, and clairsentience being the other three. Claircognizance, literally translated, means clear knowing. That feeling you get when you just know something without having any idea of how you know it. Okay. Right. Yes. I do get that. But I know the idea is that I read it somewhere. (laughs) It's Mm. not like it came to me in a dream. Like you usually, your mind is a very powerful thing. And when you know something, it's because you heard it. And at the time it didn't really seep in. I just want to say one thing about um, 
astrological signs and their traits. If I told you, Emily, mm. that a Pisces is creative, passionate, generous, warm-hearted, and humorous, would you agree that that's me? Mm. Oh, my God. I that mean, is- it's not not you. Those wouldn't be the first adjective. Creative is not me? I'm not creative. I feel You're like before turd. creative, I would say smart. Like, I think of your comedy as coming from okay. the brain rather than, like, art. Do you know okay, what I mean? Well, no, you're wrong. Is that passionate? <laughs> Would you say I'm passionate about my work? Yeah. Ew. This is horrible. What? We're taking it seriously. Okay. You- Would you okay. say I'm I'm a generous person? Yeah. Okay. Would you say I'm humorous? <laughs> I mean, again, like I would say, like witty. I don't. Humorous to me is not is like a uh, old man. Okay. Would you say I'm responsible? Yeah. Would you say I'm I'm self I have self control. No. Would you say I'm disciplined? Mm. But you say I'm responsible? Well. Do you think yeah. anything good about me? I do. I just, these are not the first adjectives I okay. would choose. Would but you say sure. I have a great sense of humor? Okay, yeah. Would you say I'm idealistic? But do you have a great sense of humor if you don't think other people are funny? Yes, that's, a, that's the number one thing that gives you a great sense of humor. Okay. Anyways, my point is all of those were adjectives from Sagittarius, Leo, and Virgo. My point is... Nobody is going to be like Pisces. Number one thing is they have IBS and they're, <laughs> they're really mean to medical workers. Like they're yeah. always going to, everybody gets the same types of compliments. Mm-hmm. Like a Leo is creative, which I am, despite what you think. I, I did. Generous, which I am. Passionate, which I am. Or do they all say passionate? Yep. Libra, cooperative. Mm. I don't, I would be mad if the first object of describing me was cooperative. Well, Libra sound lame. Uh, the number one thing I think about when I think about Pisces is that they're sensitive. But most comedians are very sensitive. Would you consider yourself to be sensitive? Yes, I'm extremely sensitive. People just decide that I'm not because I stand up straight when I talk. <laughs> very sensitive. You brush a lot off, but mm. very intuitive. Um, I think people tend to give it, I think that there's some substance to it, but I don't read my horoscope to let it like dictate my day. Right. Like with the fact that like women's magazines are like, here's your horoscope. I'm like, I wouldn't take fashion advice from you. I'm definitely not going to take astrological advice. Right. I don't know. I it's mean, cool it's, though. It's interesting. People love telling me that I'm a Pisces. <laughs> Ooh, twin fish. There are things you can get. Like something that I, I was, I talked to Rachel True about her tarot book and it's like, Tarot to me, I was like, I don't get it. Like the cards, I don't know what it is. But what did make sense to me in this book is that when you're pulling them, you're the one reading them. You're the one seeing them. And so it's kind of like that trick. You know, if you you flip a quarter to decide between two things, you kind of know what you want it to be. Yeah. So if you're pulling your own cards, you'll apply your own things to it. And it kind of gives you a way to work out a problem. And maybe even manifest your own things. Yeah. Reading. Hold on. Are you a Pisces or an Aquarius? Aquarius. Okay. Let's read your (laughs) turdy descriptors. Yeah. Okay. Progressive. I don't even know what that means. Yeah. Original. Uh, I'll give you that. I wouldn't, but I wouldn't even. Independent. Yeah. Okay. But it's like all humans. And humanitarian. No. No. I've never seen you donate. I saw you kick a homeless guy once. (laughs) Weakness runs from emotional expression. Mm. Yeah. You don't really enjoy talking to me. (laughs) Uh, Aloof. You are very aloof, but I wouldn't consider it a weakness. Aquarius likes. This is so lame. What do I like? This is from like, by the way, astrology dash zodiac dash sign <laughs> dot Russia. Fun with friends. Uh, helping others. Uh, fighting for causes. You like fighting. 
<laughs> intellectual conversation. Uh, it says a good listener. You are a good listener. The rest of this sounds like a douche. Aquarius dislikes limitations. <laughs> I wanted two sides. I like a limitation. People who disagree with them. Who doesn't like? I, like yeah, them? like. Oh, uh, look out for a guy that's like, oh, I love good banter. It's like, no, you love being an asshole. Yeah, right. Uh, you love having an excuse to argue. <laughs> All right. What if it was just like Leo? Like your ears are fucking huge, and you're kind of a dick at bars. <laughs> Callie says, "Hey, Eliza, Emily, and Sweetest Snow Peach, are you ready for some drama?" Oh, I can't wait. Let me get my tea. Let me brew my tea. What was that? It's my like tongue got stuck. Spit it. it got stuck on the top of my mouth. I'm pretty sure I know your answer. I just need to know I'm not crazy. I'm getting married in May, have been engaged for over a year, and my best friend of 10 years and maid of honor just decided to tell me that she no longer wants to be a part of or even attended the wedding due to differences with my pastor. She did this by having her husband text my fiance so that he could tell me. So of course I got mad. I went to her house to see WTF was going on, and she decided that instead of talking to me, calling the cops would be the best answer. Oh, am I wrong to completely cut her out? Where do you live that you listen to a pastor? No, where do you live? Am I wrong to completely cut her out? I've her blogged on everything because seeing anything has to do with her really fuels my hate fire. I just want to make sure I'm not being a complete bridezilla here. Love and appreciate you all. So she's 25. They've been friends for 10 years, years. 10 years. She's 25, so since since 15. 15. Okay. Well, you saw where the math was And the pastor, okay. Is the pastor like homophobic? Like what has the pastor done? But to not tell you to your face, unless the pastor literally was like, I hate gay people. They could rot in hell. Or did the pastor do something to her? Did he? Yeah. Did he do? What is the, but you can't even, how does she even find out? Because she won't even talk to her. Look what your friend is doing. She's making another woman pay for the mistakes of a man. Mm. If he even made one. Mm. I, I don't know what happened. I'm dying to know why. But like, that's not on you. So this friend sounds like a total fucking lunatic because she didn't even give you a chance to say, oh my God, let's not. She use- had her husband text this girl's fiance. The husband didn't even text her. Direct- the- she had to hear it from her it. fiance. That's crazy. Voice is going up so many octaves. It's upsetting <laughs> the dog. She I'm just Let's say the pastor didn't do, let's say the pastor did something horrible. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't your best friend confide that in you and give you a chance to say, oh, you know what? We won't use Pastor Rick. Mm-hmm. So it's all weird. I wonder if there's something something weird with the husband. Like, did, can you date a pastor? Yes, you can. Like, they can be married. I don't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it's not Catholic. Um, I wonder, did she date the pastor? Did he hurt her? Is he homophobic? What's strange is that she won't, Tell she you. Didn't tell you. And Why that- are you only telling us differences? Why won't you? Now I'm wondering if it is a legit reason and you're not telling us because well, you don't want to look bad and you know the friend. So isn't let's wrong. say the pastor is a bad man. Okay. Yeah. And so she gets a text to her husband and she, her fiance and she's like, what? My friend doesn't want. And she goes over to her house and her friend calls the cops. You waited long enough or she secretly called the cops. She must have like been over there. You know there. what? It's so hurtful and weird. And what's this, the, Hardest part is the lack of closure. Yes. If you truly don't know what the pastor did, and so you're kind of like left in lurch, she didn't even give you, here's where the friendship issue is. Regardless of what the pastor did or what she did, she's not even giving you the credit to say, hey, here's my problem. Yeah. Can you fix it? She completely just 
did not pass go, did not collect $200 and went right to the most extreme option, which leads me to believe that he did something really horrible. But friendship wise, she didn't give you the courtesy of expressing it to you. After 10 years. Um, this, so let's say the past, it, what you should look at is the fact that she never told you or she did. Because you're telling me or there's are you a difference. A secret from I us. think you're keeping a secret from us. Tell us the truth so we can help. You. I bet you the pastor is like homophobic or something. Or what if the pastor's gay? The friend doesn't <laughs> like. It. Let's. Say, I'm going to pretend the pastor's homophobic. Yeah, because there was that thing on like some Vanderpump or whatever where they had someone homo, and then everyone who like went to that wedding got ripped a new one because they were at a wedding with like a homophobic pastor. It's, it's like how odd. we know. So here's what I think it is. Here's what I think it is. I think your pastor's homophobic. I think you don't have a problem with it. Which he could still be your pastor. Like, that's really shitty. Maybe, I, I, hopefully, you're not homophobic, but okay. And your friend has an issue with it, and you have told her, like, hey, it's not a big deal. We're still gonna go through with it. Mm. And she, maybe the friend is like super into gay rights or just being a human. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to be like super into it to know that gay people are still human. Um, so I think you're keeping something from us. Get back to us. Listen to this podcast is a bright spot in my day. Thanks for always talking about thought-provoking topics and or making me laugh. Now, this person has an important question. I'm ready. I want to know which character from Friends you identify the most with and why. Also, who do you think Smokey Husky is most like? I myself think I'm a cross between Joey and Chandler, so I'm curious to hear your thoughts. You sound like a Gen Z person because, like, they're just now rediscovering Friends. They are, yeah. So I don't think about it. Um, Uh, I My greatest fear that I've thought about more than once I think I'm a Ross. <laughs> I genuinely have thought that I about might myself. I be a Ross too. That's very funny. Like I was thinking, I was like, I think like I, so much hair, so so much hair, so much anger, so much like he just is so particular. <laughs> He's so particular. I think of that about that Ooh. sandwich and how mad I'd be. The moist maker. Yeah, yeah. And just like and but I because at first I'd be like, oh, I feel like I'm kind of. Ch- Chandler, but then I was like, no, I feel like Ross is kind of, I'm just Ross. Like Chandler's fun. Well, here's the thing. Joey is an idiot. Yeah. A handsome idiot. Uh, the show really is about Rachel. Right, and Rachel's like an every man. Like, I think everybody could be like, I have a little bit of Rachel. No, like because can- Rachel wasn't that smart. Mm. She wasn't. She wasn't. For, it's one of those things, a lot of shows, when they get into their later seasons, the characters become so heightened that, like, by the end, it's like, how is Joey feeding himself? And her and Joey just got, like, dumber and dumber. They when, belong together because they're both I dumb. love them together, but. Um, Monica's a little too high strung. You know what? I think I'm a Ross, too. I think I'm a Ross. I think I'm a Ross. Or a Chandler. I thought I was a Chandler. I don't think I'm a Chandler, but you might be a Chandler. I might be a Chandler or a Gunther. <laughs> Uh, and there's no other characters that are really that have sustained throughout. I mean, I maybe would say Naisha Tyler because she's a comic, but she. I did arc. love her on that show. Ooh, you know who I'm not? What? Emily. Oh, everybody hates oh. her. What about Phoebe? And you're not no, a, you're not a goober. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for top of the cob. Oh. It's the top of the cob. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite, top of the cob. My top of the cob happened mere moments ago, and it's our idea for a new podcast called Hot Guys We Saw (laughs) While Out, which is just a full hour of Emily and I trading (laughs) stories of hot guys we saw from a distance while running errands. People are so much hotter now sometimes with masks. Like, you don't know what's going on under there, and you're like, I think that person's hot. They have sunglasses on. Yeah, it's usually a vibe, but like the show, I'm just going to pitch it to the public. Uh, Maybe we'll make a Patreon for it. It sounds like this. (laughs) 
I was getting gas at Chevron and there was this guy um, in a truck and he had like ripped jeans and he was so hot. <laughs> I still think about there was that guy at the Starbucks on Sunset the by the Saddle Ranch. Yeah, who you came out. You oh came out of the Starbucks and got in the car and you were like, oh my God, that cashier is incredible. It was beyond sexual attraction. It was the way you feel about a sculpture. <laughs> he was so beautiful and I said it to him and he was probably like, yeah, I cool. hear that a hundred times a day. Yeah, and I hear a lot. I was just like, you're not going to be working here a lot. He was <laughs> Get so structurally sound. <laughs> I just, it's one of those things where you're like, I don't know if I'm supposed to want to fuck you or draw you. <laughs> you ever see that? You ever see a girl that's just so pretty? Like you're sexually attracted. Of course you are. <laughs> you're sexually attracted to her, even though I'm not, a, I'm not attracted. Like I don't want to kiss a woman. But yeah, Rebecca Rittenhouse. Rebecca Rittenhouse is very beautiful. Sometimes you just see women, you're just like, oh my God. Like, it's just, it elicits this response. Some people, I saw Jared Leto once in person, and this is the saddest thought. You would never remember this. I was sitting in like an office, going to like in a meeting for something, and I don't know why he was there. I don't know. We were both in the same meeting room. And I remember I was wearing like a dress from Target, and I like hiked up my boobs a little bit and like fixed my hair. And I just remember thinking like, I am not attractive enough for this man. Like, and he said something to me, not hitting on me. Like, I think I said something to him. Yeah. And I think I asked him how old he was. He was like, I'll never, like, he was probably like, what is this swamp creature talking? Like, just that feeling. Every girl knows, like, I think I'm an attractive girl and I have a great self-esteem. Yeah. But you call it what it is. Like, sometimes you look at someone, you're just like, I am not hot enough for this person. And that's okay. Yeah, I think tens the, go with tens. The most attractive person I ever saw in person may have been Thank you so much. when I was working at a comedy club and Robert Pattinson came in and was watching from the balcony and I was taking pictures and there was an empty seat next to him where I could get good <gasps> pictures from. And I didn't I just sat down and I was taking pictures and like I I look I know somebody laughing. I turned and I looked at him and I like look, Twilight was fine, whatever. In person, Robert Pattinson is so Good looking. Some people. Just like in person, I was like, oh my God. And I just took my camera and ran so, away. You know who else is stunning in person? Hell. Paris Hilton. Oh. We don't know each other. And I was at dinner other. at this restaurant that doesn't exist anymore. And she was sitting a table over. You're just like. It's like sitting next to a real life doll. She is immaculate. Yeah. She is perfect looking. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other people who are just stunning in real life. I know. Uh, I've seen when I them. did the Tonight Show, Jennifer Lopez was on with me. Mm. Um, and I didn't see her as much as I saw just like a ton of security guards. And I heard mm. like click, 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 click as she went. That's by. how I've seen Jennifer Lopez's from afar. Yeah. Uh, Olivia Wilde, I was an extra in a movie that filmed in Atlanta called The Change Up at Turner Stadium, Turner Field. And there was paid extras who got paid money and then us who volunteered and we got a hot dog. And so like Olivia Wilde and Ryan Reynolds both came out to like talk to like, thanks guys, we're going to do this. And I was like, oh my God, those two. I'm trying to think of anyone else that struck me as just perfect and stunning. I'm really more around comedy people who are not (laughs) structurally sound. Um, You know who's a hot comedy person, but I haven't seen him in person, but whenever I see him in things, Rob Delaney. (laughs) Yeah. You love Rob Delaney. I think he's you very know, attractive. Avalon represents Rob. I know. I always we text can, her. I say, your client's a hunk. I just read a script that <laughs> features him today. Uh, yeah, he's like that dad hot. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He, he like posts pictures of like his thighs because he, he posts like weird tweets. He could be John Hamm's like creative brother. Like, yeah. It's your brother. John Hamm looks very good in person. It is, it is a special thing when you see someone who who is stunning. stunning. How... Yeah. 
there's that moment where you're like, I could, I can see how girls write into this show. Like a lot of these girls probably have like stunning partners and they're like, I'm under his spell. Yeah. And vice versa. When a guy, like I've seen a gorgeous woman and been like, what do you want me to do? Set my house on fire? No problem. (laughs) And I've seen how people react to me if I'm having a really hot day. Yeah. How much nicer they are. Yeah. It's nice to be able to get free dressing on the side. Yeah. Whenever I want. Anytime I want. Whenever you okay. want. What's your time? My job of the cob is, at first I hated it. A friend wanted to FaceTime every week. And I was like, I have things to do. Um, and I feel like the first few times we FaceTime, it was just the same conversation we always have. But now as it's been going and we've like run out of other things to say, I feel like it's becoming more fun because we're just talking about dumb stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's nice. It's uh, Wednesdays. I have my little FaceTime when I get home. I almost exclusively FaceTime everyone. I, I do don't, love a FaceTime. We've been waiting for this technology our whole lives. We finally have it. No one wants to. So get over it. your anxiety. I can't see people. Get over it. It's nice to see faces. You know who else is gorgeous in person? Uh, just as they are on film, is uh, Michael B. Jordan, who I met once and he tolerated me, as well as Jason Momoa. And she goes by Lily Coy, but uh, Lisa Bonet is also stunning. And Drake. So we all know I took a picture with him once. And oh, it's a pretty Drake. Yes, I was, at, I was at a Chelsea Lately taping that he was there and I'd never cared about him until I saw him. And I was like, oh yeah. my God. That's, uh, that was pretty great. Okay, what's half, your bottom? Half Jewish. Oh, yeah. Well, Degrassi. Or, that's not a Jewish name. No, he was in the show Degrassi. Oh, I thought he was Degrassi. No. I've never seen it. His name was like Jimmy. He also but... just may have, maybe half white, but I'm pretty sure he's half Jewish. I feel like he is. Yeah. That sounds right. Yep. Bottom? Oh, my bottom of the cob. I was debating sharing this, and then I thought, what if I just took a picture while I was going in that was like, happy birthday to me, but I have a surgery that I have to have, and they called with the next two available dates. One was February 22nd, which is my birthday, and the next was March 1st, and I opted for February 22nd because I think there's something deeply comical about just piling on the misery on your birthday. Not unlike when Liz Lemon scheduled a root canal (laughs) for Valentine's Day. Uh, So I will spend my, and by the way, it's a surgery that, no, we can only see in the afternoon. So I will be on the freeway driving all around Southern California because of course they can't do it in Beverly Hills. Um, Probably be in traffic for several hours coming home from this procedure. Uh, So nothing quite like getting a polyp removed and being sedated on your birthday. But I think I'll have fun dinner. Get it over with, have fun dinner. Get it over with. Uh, but I think there's something like deliciously sad about being like, it's my birthday. I Good know. Night, night. <laughs> Give me a backless gown. Get it done. Get that polyp out. Sear it with some butter and garlic. Eat that polyp. My bottom that I'm trying to make into a positive, but my bottom is uh, my laptop has been freezing a lot. It has various issues. And then I spilled caper juice on the touchpad and it stopped working when I, the day I was doing an interview. Hold on. Everyone's like, why did you have caper juice? I had a bagel. What, but why not? Did they give you a thing of capers? Mm-hmm. And the little t- ramekin Got it. spilled its juice. Uh, and, but now, so I had to get a new computer and that sucks. And I hate change and I have to do so much research and I yeah. read so many reviews and I go back and forth. And I'm like, but this person says this and this. So I spent the entire weekend just reading reviews. Um, but, We'll see how it goes. We'll see if, because it's very embarrassing to con a nice actress into coming on my show and then my computer freezes while they are giving me their time. So, um, question Why don't you just get a Mac? Ugh. Oh, I'm an independent thinker, Ugh. just like my astrological sign says. I'm a stubborn goat, but I've got a fish tail. <laughs> BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. 
by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.